0: Welcome to the Make You Famous podcast, where host Jeffrey Goldsmith talks with guests about fame and how to achieve
1: it. I'm your host, Jeffrey Goldsmith. And check out the book at makeyoufamous.co. So I'd like to welcome Denise Mueller to the podcast. Denise holds the world speed record for women's cycling. So, Denise, I think people are really going to be interested in how not only you set the world speed record, but how you got such great publicity, including making a cover of the Wall Street Journal. So where do you want to start, Denise?
0: Wow. Well, uh, definitely there's uh, two parts on the how the heck did I end up doing this. It's the actual functional part about how the logistics of doing the land speed record, which was accomplished in September um, at the Bonneville Salt Flats in 2016 during an event called World of Speed. And... It was in the draft of a Range Rover that we were using, and I had a specialized bicycle that was sponsored by KHS that had double reduction gearing, motorcycle tires and, and wheels, a special steering stabilizer, shock absorber in the front. So there's the technical aspects uh, as far as what I did, but then on top of that, there's also the why the heck would I do this (laughs) element um, of of how I also accomplished it was the thought of it, but then also the mental and physical preparation that went into that. Uh, But to answer a little bit on the cover of the Wall Street Journal, sometimes, I mean, it's just lucky breaks when it comes down to some of this and also the connections of people that you know. Uh, My bicycle racing coach, John Howard, did this land speed record as the, in the male category in 1985 at 152 miles an hour. And he has been longtime friends uh, with Bill Walton. And he was being interviewed by the Wall Street Journal for a story that they were doing on Bill Walton and happened to interject about this whole land speed record that we were doing, first ever female. Paced bicycle land speed record, and they actually had an interest in covering the story, and they were very active. You would think it would be something like a you know a sports magazine or something you know something a little bit more in line with the sporting side, but Wall Street Journal was really interested in it, and Jason Gay, one of their reporters. Is also a cyclist, and they happen to be looking for opportunities with virtual reality because we had a virtual reality 360 degree video made that's about 13 minutes oh, long. That's the oh, Wall Street okay. Journal. Okay, okay. So,
1: so let me interject a couple of things. Here. Yep. So, it pays to be friends with someone who has done a similar thing and has yes. already gotten press because they, yes. you know, are, are probably still getting interviewed and so forth, and they can mention you. And now you've mentioned that you had a technology angle that was part of your of your endeavor. So, yeah, that, that's interesting, right? Because if people add a new twist to something like a bicycle, land speed record on a bicycle, that's interesting. It's an interesting angle on the story, as a journalist might say. Yeah. But tell us about how did the, the VR thing happen?
0: virtual reality side of it really was a pure opportunistic op- i mean situation with the Wall Street Journal is they mm. have an app and they were wanting to get more virtual reality videos up on that. And this was one of those very high-speed ones that was going to test some of the technological uh, abilities of doing this because it's like a series Mm of like six to eight GoPro cameras facing in all directions to be able to capture the 360-degree video. And Mm -hmm. they thought this would be a great opportunity because of the speed we were going. It was going to test some of the limits. With virtual reality, what you've seen out there a lot of times is very fixed objects or very slow-moving objects, and this was going to be an extremely fast-moving situation. So it sort of pushed the envelope for them, I believe, in a way, and they saw that as an opportunity. So that was that was almost like the cherry on top,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> as, as mm-hmm. they say. You did get a little uh, press earlier, and I think you even did an Indiegogo. You, you tried to raise money, and there, there were other things that you did that generated smaller press for, for your, your endeavor along the way. Tell, tell us about those things. Because, you know, we've started at the top. Maybe we should work our way backwards. And, you know, how did you, how did you begin this project? And then, you know, who helped you with in, in the early stages, getting, you know, early publicity to, to help rally funds and those kind of things? Tell us about that.
0: Oh, yeah. A little bit of twofold. Um, one, again, it comes to who you know and having a great story or a great angle, have, being the first ever woman to do this was a great angle to get people interested. So where we really started was hometown. So some of our first interviews were not only a friend of mine writes um freelance for a local Carlsbad magazine, which is where I happen to live. And so she very early on did an article, which then once you have one article printed, then you can start mentioning that towards getting other articles because now you've already received press. So it's almost like a little bit of a tipping point. Once you've started receiving press, then more people want to start covering that in different venues. The other thing is I really also, we sourced out different angles, one of which is I happen to be a business owner and my business is a security company. And so we went to the security journal which is a very different group than the the cyclists, than the very different ones from the Carlsbad. So we we went and we asked for everybody that we know, who who they have contacts with, and would they be interested in doing a story. And so again, who you know, and also having a bit of an angle. We got we started with local little area code, you know, Carlsbad and 92009 magazine, a year and a half, two years almost before this. And then we got, you know, Rancho Santa Fe Connector. And then we started getting SDM Magazine. And, and all of a sudden, it started building a lot more momentum. And then also, we reached out to our local news stations from other connections that we had. And then they interviewed us because they have a great visual to see the vehicle. And, of course, that helped our sponsors. So pretty much, it's almost like climbing up the little ladder, you know, and the bottom rungs are yeah. maybe your very, very local ones. And then just keep climbing up the ladder, and it builds momentum.
1: And it sounds like you really tried everything, and you did a lot of work to make this happen. It, was, it wasn't it was just oh, an yeah. overnight success. It wasn't easy, and it wasn't just a lucky break. I mean, this is what you said earlier, but I, I suspect not. <laughs> it sounds like a lot the, of work. Yeah.
0: The idea actually came up in 2012 and was intended mm-hmm. to be a three-year plan. So it was mm-hmm. something that we intended to take a three years to do, but we ended up not being prepared by the beginning of 2015 target date was September, so it ended up getting pushed to 2016. But mm-hmm. during that time, yes, a lot of just, it's almost like a slow burn that it was occurring as far as all the momentum, and it's, it really did take a lot of time for my coach, who is John Howard, who did the 1985 record at 152. His, it was his original idea that sparked everything, and of course, when I was offered the opportunity to be the first woman ever, I mean, that was almost the immediate you got it. I mean, right there. But him mm-hmm. and I spent a lot of time in meetings and just all the prep and planning. And if I knew now, looking back, how much energy was put into it, I, w- I wouldn't I would have believed you as to how much it would take to get to where we're at. And I guess retrospectively, I, would- I look back and that's what it took to, I mean, just hours of meetings and, and opportunities that maybe turned into dead ends, but yet they le- led to something else. and created another opportunity.
1: That is true. You have to turn over every stone to to find the whatever it is you find under stone, but you have to leave no stone unturned, right? Right. When you say meetings, these meetings were about planning the actual speed record trial or this was about planning the media strategy or, or both?
0: More on the side of the business side of it. Right. One of which is we, we negotiated to do our event in conjunction with an event that's already going on called the World of Speed, which has ah. cars and motorcycles. So we ah. were on entry. So we didn't have to create the event. We got had to get approval from them to allow us to participate because we're okay. a little different than a car or a motorcycle speed record. So with okay, that, so that's
1: another strategy because by piggybacking yeah. on an event that already has press coming to it and in, in interest and attendance, you get sort of a brand halo effect, right? You, you then become yep. part of that event.
0: Sure, and we didn't have to, I, as I would allude to people, I'd say, here's an example is, you know, let's say I'm going to create, and this is obscure, but it's an example is I'm going to set a marathon record, let's say, for a, a running event, okay. right? And now mm-hmm. if I'm going to go out on my own, I'm going to have to rent the porta potties get the permits, get the road closures, get the barricades, get the volunteers and everything to do my own marathon, right? However, mm-hmm. if I go to one of the local running marathons that is going on every year and go, hey, I want to do a record during your event. You've already sanctioned it. You've measured it. You've done porta potties You've done the permits. You've done all the expenses. Can I just pay an entry fee and now it's legitimate? And that's exactly what we did with this. Instead of trying to create an entire event, we went to the organizers of an existing event that already have the timing. They already have the organization. They have the certification, everything that's necessary. And we went, hey, can we pay our entry fee? And we'll pay if we needed to pay extra because we're unique. Can we do that just so that we're sanctioned under your event, which is already, you know, has all the timing and what have you? So that was one element. But getting back to the other question you had is what we did in our meetings. It really was running a business. If you think Mm -hmm. about it, here we wanted to do this land speed record. Great. We have the idea and then we have the, we even got the approval of where we're going to do it. Yes, we need to raise money. But when you want to raise money, it's about getting the word out. What do you need? You need a logo. You need a name, we had to come up with a name, we had to brainstorm on logos, we had to pick colors, we had to put a website together, we had to put a brochure, um, not a brochure, but a proposal deck together. All mm-hmm. of those elements mm-hmm. is like starting a mm-hmm. business, getting business cards. You, you,
1: you, had, you had to be completely made. professional about the whole operation, absolutely. Yes,
0: and yeah. that took so, to, so much, it's like starting a new business.
1: You, you talk about um, a story, you have to have a good story tell me about that. Like, what was your story? What, what was your pitch? Or, you know, because that that's true. It's like, you can invent something, but you need to like uh, soft serve ice cream. But why do people need soft serve ice cream? You know, Tom Carvel invented it. But what was the story? Why, you know, what was wrong with the old ice cream? So yeah. what was the story about? Why did you want to do this? And what did you tell people? And how did you come up with that? And You know, tell tell folks about that.
0: That is an excellent question because there is a story behind just the raw fact of being the first woman ever, which in and of itself is a great hook for people to go, wow, we're going to get behind a female that's attempting a record that no other female has ever attempted, but men have done since 1899. So there was a significantly established record where at least about 11 men have set this record since 1899 including my coach in 85 and the most recent one is 1995 with Fred Rompelberg from the Netherlands the last three mm-hmm. men's records have been done out at Bonneville and so one mm-hmm. of those little catches we had was not only female we were going to like go after the men's record and so there was two little catches on there but really the story behind everything is at the time I did this I was 43 years old and mm-hmm. I had raised bicycles as a junior from 14 through 19 years old. That 23 years I, re- I had been retired. I had did the normal, everyday routine, you know, have your, your career and your family and set into a more of a rudimentary, you know, just, you know, as I call it, sort of in the rut of life. Not that it's a bad. Yeah, thing, yeah but it's you, no, no, you had, you had it just you a normal life. Do. Yeah. It's and really accessible. <laughs> To Wake back up out of that. Choose to follow a dream that most people think you're over the hills, you're beyond your capabilities, and you know, that's something that only the younger generation does. To be able to wake up, go back out, get back into bike racing, win two more national championships to establish my capabilities. And then set this record as a mother of three, career woman who came out of bicycle retirement for 23 years doing what everybody else does out there in normal life and to be able to come back and achieve a goal like this. That's really what the story is behind it is you can do anything. It's a matter of setting a goal and going after what you have a passion about. And that's exactly what I did and what we want to do after this because we have a couple new goals. Um, the one one goal is now not only have we set the women 's record at one hundred and forty seven miles an hour, uh, we now want to go back and go after the overall record, which is correct oh, you want
1: you want to win the world speed record for for cycling and and beat all the men and everything Why not? Why not? <laughs> Only 21 more it. miles
0: an hour I need to do. So it's quite cap- I'm quite capable of doing it. We had weather issues out there and a shorter course than what the p- three previous men's record had, had. So I knew given the extra mile to be equal to what the men had had in the last three records that, they- that were done there. And the preparation of having practice basically by doing it for the female record I'm quite confident I'd be able to go out and really do a run for the money for that men's record or the overall record. So that's what we're no no pun, no pun
1: intended, run for the money. Right. I mean, I just keep thinking all you need to do is pedal faster. But, you know, that's easy for me to say, right? I don't have to do it. Yeah. Well, there's a lot
0: of just the, um, more of the aerodynamics involved in it, the uh-huh. vehicle and things of that nature. And, again, the extra mile. The extra mile is going to even mm. the playing field
1: as far as that goes. Well, you know, that's an interesting story, too. The aerodynamics, the technology, the kind of car, you know, I, your helmet, your clothing. I'm sure, like, Wired Magazine might be interested in covering this, for example. Like, the technology around how you achieve less and less friction as you're riding the bike and what that adds to your speed and so forth and so on. You could pitch that.
0: And yeah. if you have a connection, I'd be love to have it, but I, I'll correct you a little bit on one issue, which oh. a lot of people think there's aerodynamics on my end. And the irony mm-hmm. is the aerodynamics is all in that vehicle, my pace vehicle, and the fairing. If anything, uh, when you watch on YouTube, if you were to look at Project Speed Denise, there's a bunch of YouTube videos, even the Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. one. One thing to notice when you look at that is what direction the braid, because I have longer hair, and so I braid that when I, when I do the runs, and so my braid is sticking out. And if you watch the videos, that braid is actually moving forward. It is not moving back like you would anticipate, because for me, I'm in a vacuum almost that behind in the vortex behind the vehicle so for me i'm Ah. almost being sucked along or pushed along by the wind instead of pushing the wind myself the vehicle is doing that for me which is why i'm able to accomplish 147 miles an hour so with that aerodynamics is not important for me whatsoever Ah. in fact if anything it's almost the opposite if i could create myself more of a sail I have more of that wind that's pushing me from behind able to push me harder. So it's almost opposite in the the way in which we would
1: normally think. Thank you very much, Denise. You know, it's been super fascinating. I'm sure, you know, do you have any last words of, words of advice for young people? I mean, there's kids want to be famous. There's this whole social media world out there. Everybody wants more likes and more follows, And we've, we're sort of getting trained to, feel like some kind of publicity is necessary for all of us what do you what How do you feel about that and and what advice do you have for for kids? You know you have kids of your own, so right. what are your thoughts about that? You
0: know there's the two different types of satisfaction. You have your external satisfaction from getting attention from others, which yes, the likes and the who's following and how many impacts am I making with this, and how many people am I touching? But I think the most important, and I guess it comes from the wisdom of having lived 40-plus years, is it's really to follow your own dream, what your own, what you are passionate yourself about, and the rest will follow. Because people want to be around the confident people and the people who are making things happen. And it's got to be doing that for yourself first. And, and the rest will follow. Yes, it's really fun to have people, you know, commenting on our Facebook page because we do have, of course, I will go with plugging our Facebook page. If you look up Project Speed Denise on Facebook, you'll be able to find our Facebook page, which is really my comfort social media aspect. So uh, we have Twitter and also Instagram. But um, Facebook really is where we did the live videos and things of that nature. But it really wasn't about getting that feedback. It's really about satisfying your own passions And it's really finding out what you're about and what makes sense for you. All the rest will follow.
1: That's a a really great message, Denise. Okay. Thank you very much.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity.
1: Thanks for listening and be sure to check out the book at MakeYouFamous.co.